Amen. <clears throat> there is a book that was written over Angus Buchan. Angus Buchan is, was a farmer and he was a farmer in South Africa who had moved out of Zambia because of challenges he was facing. And he moves to South Africa in search of a better life. And Reverend Rigat Vandenberg writes, turns this book into a movie. Maybe some of you might have read the book or probably watched the movie. It's called Faith Like Potatoes. And in Faith Like Potatoes, it is a story of a man who comes out of a place where he thought it's difficult here, it's hard here, and he gets into another place and finds that it can be even harder. And when he's in a place where he hits rock bottom and he's breaking up, one day his wife says, let's go to church. So they go to a local church in KwaZulu-Natal, South Africa, and while they are in this local church, Angus receives the Lord Jesus Christ. Something impacts his life that transforms his life from a place where he was becoming angry, depressed, violent. And his life changes and transforms to become somebody else. And as he begins to see the change in his life, he begins to tell people his story. He begins to tell people about what God has done in him, about the love of Jesus Christ that he has experienced and he has felt. And as he begins to tell his story, he starts to move around the places where he is. He had come in with just a caravan and from that onset, he comes to a place where he even fills a stadium to tell people about Jesus. And, and while he is at it, he comes to a place that now his farm, it's a traditionally in South Africa, maize is a better crop to farm. But he wanted to farm potatoes. He's a potato farm. As he starts to put potatoes into the ground, the scientists of the time, like we have scientists today, begin to tell him that, you know, this is not the place for potatoes. This is not the soil for potatoes. And, and he still insists to plant his potatoes. And then they, there is a drought in that particular year. And so they tell him that even this year is a particular year which is not best for cropping unless you have irrigation, which he does not have. But he still plants his potatoes anyway. Puts his potatoes in the ground. And while his potatoes are in the ground, he continues to declare and to proclaim his faith. And he says, I feel led by God to plant my potatoes. So he plants his potatoes. And like Isaac who sowed in the time of famine, in the year of drought, when there was no water, God caused the potatoes to grow and he has a bumper harvest of potatoes. He has a bumper harvest of potatoes. And what was the thing that drove him? It was the thing which he called faith like potatoes. How many of you eat potatoes? Right, at least some of you do. <laughs> How many of you have seen what your potatoes look like? 
when they are in the soil. How many of you have left a potato just there? Just leave it there. What begins to happen to it? It starts to sprout. It sprouts even when you have not put water on it. It has its own internal capacity to begin to germinate and say, I must survive. I must produce more. I must get to become more than one. There is a faith like potatoes. I've been teaching you about 2 Corinthians chapter 4, where the Bible and Paul tells us that our gospel must not be hidden. Angus Buchan realizes his faith in Jesus. He is touched by Jesus and he goes out and begins to tell people about the faith that has transformed his life. He goes out and begins to tell people about the one thing that held him from the moment he could have broken up. And I told you that we have this treasure inside of us. Once God put his treasure inside of him, where Angus could have broken, become shattered, depressed, completely gone, gone ballistic, lost his way, beat his wife, beat his children, beat his workers, forgotten about his farming. Angus rises up to become somebody who preaches to a whole stadium. And he has a bumper harvest of potatoes. He reaps in a time where everybody says, you cannot reap here. He has something where everybody else says, you cannot have here. He takes up his life and comes into a place where God begins to work in him. And I told you, we have this treasure in jars of clay that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That the excellency may be of the Lord Jesus Christ and not about us, but about God. But in order to be able to show God, have God resembled and seen in our lives, we need to have faith like potatoes. Hallelujah. You need to have faith like potatoes. And a potato has then a capacity in the inside of it. And the capacity that God has put in the inside of you must germinate. Hallelujah. The capacity that God has put in the inside of you must rise out of you and use the resources that God has put in you to make that the treasures that God has put in the inside of you. You must use them to your advantage and to the glory of God. Hallelujah. You see that there's, there's a capacity in that potato that he put into the ground. And even though the conditions did not look like they were good, even though the condition says this is not the year to survive, there is a potato faith. There is something in the potato that made it to germinate and rise. And, and as it began to sprout out, as it began to push through the soil, as the man who had put it down there was praying over this potato. You see, there is a God who knows to move and to do something that causes things to happen. And as God began to move for Angus, God starts to show forth his majesty and power that if you can believe in my word, if you can believe in my word, I will move for you. You see, the Bible, I mean, the story of Angus, he says that I believed God that I must plant in this year. I believed God that I must plant in this year. I feel I'm led to plant my potatoes anyway. There is a God who speaks into your situation. If you can follow that God, God will cause your potatoes to grow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Isaac, when he sowed in the time of famine, everybody else was running away. Everybody else was running. It's not that just Isaac just woke up and said, let me just put my seed in the ground. But, the, but God says to Isaac, stay where you are. Plant in this place. So Isaac planted in the time of famine. And when he planted, God, God brought the increase. I'm here to tell you today, child of God, that if you can hear the word of God, believe the word of God, move according to the word of God, have faith like the potatoes, you will have a bumper harvest. Hallelujah. God can cause things to work for you. I want you to go to the Bible with me. I want you to go to the Bible with me. I'm not just going to tell you about the story of Angus. I'm going to tell you some scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to go back to that scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. Uh, we, we've been having a journey. We started off at the very beginning of, of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to start off from verse 13 today. Verse 13 says, We have the same spirit of faith we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written i believed therefore i have come on say it with me i believed therefore i have spoken i believed and therefore i have spoken and and, and he goes on and says we also believe therefore we speak we believe and we speak i believe and i speak so I believe I will possess this building. I speak I will possess this building. You hear what I'm saying? I believe I will make it through my masters. Therefore, I speak I will make it through my masters. I believe I will get a job after the masters. Therefore, I speak I will get a job after the masters. Angus believed God to plant his potatoes against everything else that they were saying. He believed and therefore he spoke. You need to come to a place where you can believe and speak. You need to believe and speak. You see, he says, we have this same spirit of faith. You need to have the spirit of faith. And the spirit there is small s, spirit. It is, a, it is, it is not the Holy Spirit there. It is an attitude. It is, a, it is a way of thinking. It is a way of seeing things. It is, a, it is an approach. I have a spirit of faith. I have an approach of faith. I have a way of thinking of faith. I have an understanding of faith. I, I do things by faith. I don't just do things by thinking only, but I do it by thinking and putting my thinking to my faith. I have a spirit of faith. Like David had a spirit of faith. Psalm 116, this is where it comes from. David was going through some tough situation. And as he's going through some tough situation, he begins to think about the goodness of God and while he sees the goodness of God that God is a defender God is, an, is, is, is a fighter for those that, that depend on him David begins to say and begins to speak to him that I shall see the goodness of the Lord I shall experience the blessing of the Lord and so he says as I believe it therefore I speak I, I, I believe I will make it so I speak I will make it uh, are you with me church I believe I will be married. Therefore, I speak, I am married. Ah, are you still with me, church? I believe I will have children. Therefore, I speak, I have children. I believe I will get there. Therefore, I speak about being there. 
I, I believe I will pass through this. It may be tough, but I will pass through this. I am a victor. I believe, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore I speak. So Paul goes on and says, and says, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and present us with you. I, I believe this. Why is it that I can talk about my faith and speak about the things I'm believing God for? Why? Because I know that God raised Jesus from the dead. If God can raise something that was dead, he can deal with my situation. Hallelujah. I'm not dead yet. Tell your neighbor, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. But even if I die, God can raise me up. Hallelujah. If God can raise the dead, he brought Jesus up from the grave. He brought many others rose on the day that Jesus rose. If God can raise them up from the dead, he can raise my situation. He can change my circumstance. He can turn my life around. I believe and therefore I speak. I may have been cast out, but I believe that I have a portion in the land. I am coming back to possess my possession. Hallelujah. I believe, therefore I speak. And I believe knowing. I don't just believe without knowledge. I don't have a faith that is without knowledge. I don't have a baseless faith. I have a faith that is based upon something. It's based upon something that cannot be disputed. You see, they can dispute about where you, where you live, about where your uncle lived. Even some people ask the story about angers that I've been telling you, that is it really true? Did that really happen? But there's a story that they've tried and they cannot dispute. And that is that Jesus came and was human and he lived upon the earth. He died upon the cross. He was put in a grave. And if you go to the grave, the grave is empty. Why? Because he rose up again. They cannot dispute that. They cannot argue against that. No matter how much science you put to it, it remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was there in the beginning. He is there today. He will be there tomorrow. He rose and is alive today. And you shall see him as he is if you stick to it. So I believe knowing. I don't believe without knowledge. I don't believe ignorantly. I don't have a zeal without knowledge. I have a zeal that has knowledge. I know that I know that I know. Hallelujah. That he is alive. And because he is alive, there is nothing that is impossible with my God. Whatever concerns my life, God is able to bring it to pass. Whatever concerns me, God is able to help me to get to my destiny, to achieve what I must achieve, to get to the place that I must be. Whatever I can pray to him, God is able to deal with it and to make it come out for my good. Hallelujah. I believe on the basis and the understanding that his word is true. He does not lie. So if God says, I'm here to bless you, he will bless. If he says, I have a plan for you, he has a plan for me. If he says, I will bring you to an expected end, he will bring me to an expected end. If he says, I will heal you, I will deliver you.
I will set you free. He will heal me. He will save me. He will deliver me. He will help me. If he says my hand is not too short that I can, that for me to reach you, he will reach me because he is true. He raised Jesus from the dead. He is alive today. I believe knowing. Therefore, as I believe, I speak. Amen. You need to come to that place where you believe and you speak. I believe it and therefore we speak, knowing that he who raised our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead shall present us with you also. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace, we're learning about grace earlier on, might through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. I just need to read this story to you from the message. It says, we are not keeping quiet, keeping this quiet. We are not keeping this quiet. You must not keep quiet. Hallelujah. You must not keep quiet about your faith. You must not keep quiet about the things you believe. Don't just say, I believe in my heart. No, speak what you believe. You hear what I'm saying, church? Speak what you believe. Declare what you believe. Dare to say it. What is it that you believe? Show us what you believe by speaking it. You see, the reason why you don't experience God is because you are doing your faith in secret. But our gospel is not hidden. Your Christianity must be out in the open. Let people know that you are a Christian, that you are believing God for this, so that God can show his glory through your life. So Paul says we are not keeping quiet. No, not on your life. But just like the psalmist wrote, I believed it, so I said it. And so I say what I believe. Say what you believe. Say what you believe. And, and he goes on. Go, go to the next verse. We are not keep go to the gospel, verse 14. And what we believe is that the one who raised up the master Jesus will just as certainly, the word is certain, certainly, he will for sure, surely, surely, verily, verily, of a truth, assuredly, I tell you, Certainly, somebody shout certainly. certainly, without fail, without a doubt, there is no wonder to it, it's not a guesswork, it is certain, one plus one equals, every time you take one and you take another one, you'll end up with two. Even the Bible says that two shall become one because they are two. <laughs> Surely, certainly, he shall certainly raise us up with you alive. Your dream will not die. It will not stay dead. But he will certainly raise it up with you alive. Whatever it is that you say I must be, and I've told you need to dream big. I don't want people who think small. When they are saying, get this building, you're only thinking of getting room one. No, get room one to six. Hallelujah. They are saying, buy a house, you just think of finding a small corner somewhere. No, get one in, in the corner, yes, but get it all by yourself. You look for a bicycle. Don't go look and say, I'm just looking for a cheap one. Yeah? Doesn't matter if there's no light. No, go get one with a good electric light. Neon light or whatever, LED, whichever is the most energy-saving one. 
Go for it. Hallelujah. Go for it. Think big. Go buy a suit that fits you. Not one that looks like it has been donated. <laughs> Go get one that fits you. Put it on good and look good. And you need to think your thing. He says you will surely, certainly raise us up alive. Amen. Go enjoy your life. Oh, God. You know, he says, he says, you know, in, I'm just going to go back to that. He says, you will raise up every detail works to your advantage and to God's glory. Every detail. I love the way the messages put it here. He says, every detail, everything works out for your glory. He says, in, in King James, says, all things are for your sakes. Every detail, all things. All things. God is able to make all things abound to you. He's able to take care of all things. He has put a treasure in the inside of you. We have this treasure that takes care of all things. Everything. Not some things. Not a few things. Not only these ones and not everything. All things are for your sakes. They are working together. God works all things together for your good because you love him. Do you love God? So God causes all things, even the things that look bad, even the rain that rained this morning, God causes all things. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, all things work for my good. Even when your bicycle has a flat, God works all things for your good. Even when the lecturer is difficult, God works all things for your good. Even when the supervisor doesn't like you, God works all things for your good. Sometimes you need a bad supervisor so that you know it's time to leave this company and go to the next one, which has a better condition and a better situation. For me. Sometimes you need some sickness to push you out of your bed and begin to pray. God works all things for your good. Surely. We are dying every day so that in you may be the glory of God. God can use your tough situation. In fact, he does use your tough situation. Either you learn something out of the tough situation or it becomes a testimony to somebody to say, you see, if God can put me through this, he can put you through that. See, you, are, you, laugh, you laugh at me when I always say God can help you in statistics. I know how God helped somebody in statistics. <laughs> and when we were praying, Lord, we are pastors. How can we fail statistics? And she got a distinction. <laughs> if you ask her what statistics today, she might not be able to tell you. But she will tell you I have a distinction. And I know that if God can help me through statistics, he can help you through. God works all things for your good. And he says we are making all things. Why? So that the more and more grace, listen to this, the more and more grace, more and more people. You see, because the grace in you must be seen by others. It must be evident to others. People must see the grace in your life. People must see the power of God working in you. 
People must see the glory of God on your face. People must see that you are a child of God, washed in the blood of Jesus, Holy Spirit filled, Bible reading, tongue talking, praying all night and, and every day. People must see that glory of God on you. And as they see, they must desire to follow. So that when they follow, he says, more and more grace, more and more people, and eventually what? More and more praise. Your life must be a praise. Your life must be a praise. And so, and so we, we need to come to that place where our life moves beyond just us. But we need to believe so that we speak. And as we speak, it will manifest in our lives, in everything. In everything and then he goes on and says so in verse 16 verse 6 verse 16 verse 16 goes on says we are not giving up tell your neighbor I'm not giving up we are not giving up how could we even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us like in the story of Angus it was a drought year the, the, the move from Zambia to South Africa did not look profitable. In fact, it looked like it was getting worse. Where he had been racially abused in Zambia, now he is in South Africa and it's even getting worse. And worse still, he's a farmer that season is not the right one. But right in the midst of that, things look like they are falling apart on the side i told you we may be perplexed we may be pushed but we will never be in despair we may be thrown down but we will land on the ground you refuse that i should throw a cup to the ground you didn't have enough faith that it would not break you see <laughs> but we may be thrown to the ground but we will not break. So things may look like they are not on our side. But God is making new life. Not a day goes without his unfolding grace. There is grace for every day. There is grace for every day. Enough is the evil of the day thereof. But there is enough grace to deal with the evil of every day. Every day will have a challenge, but there is enough grace to deal with the challenge of every day. So whether you celebrate, there is grace. Whether you cry, there is grace. Whether it's painful, there is grace. When you are rejoicing, there is grace. There is enough grace for every day. Whether it seems to take long, there is long grace. The grace of God is also just as long and longer. The grace of God is long. Tell your neighbor, it's longer. There is enough grace for every day. His grace is unfolding every day. These hard times are like small potatoes. It's even in the Bible. <laughs> you thought I was just talking potatoes. Found it in the scriptures. These small challenges, these small afflictions that we go through right now, they are temporary. They are temporary. You see, whatever you're going through, pain is temporary. Glory is eternal. See, those of you that have given birth, say I was there when we gave birth. I, give, I gave birth also, right? Those of you that have given birth, there is a pain. I, you can see it. 
you can almost touch it. When they are pushing, and, and, and I looked at my beautiful wife, and I thought, my God, is this the woman I married? Because there's a pain that just, 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 that just comes in that moment. And then after the pain, the beauty returns again. And there's a glory about her as she holds this baby and begins to rejoice. And that's rejoicing. You see, now when she looks at the three children, she talks about the joy of having the three children. It's only occasionally that I hear her talking about the pain. But quickly the conversation goes back to the joy of the children. I've heard her counseling pregnant sisters to say, you know what, don't worry. It's only for a short moment. After that moment, there is joy. You see, she tells them that sometimes there might be pain. You might even ask for painkiller, but don't take the painkiller so that you can stay with the midwife. And it's nice with the midwife. And you don't need to have a doctor injecting you this one. Stay with the midwife because the midwife knows you. She's walked, this is what the stories that she's been telling the, 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 the sisters. And while she's telling them that, she's telling them that, look, the pain is temporary, but the joy of your baby is eternal. The pain is for a short time. The pain is temporal, but the joy is forever. Even when the children are difficult, you see there is a greater joy that you find when they do good. And it is the joy that drives a parent to keep saying, you know what, I will not lose hope upon my child. Even when they go astray, it is the image of that joy that they want to experience, that they know the joy is forever. The pain is temporal. Hallelujah. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? So he's, there's a grace that's there every day. And every moment, every, every situation, there is a grace that God gives to us to be able to deal with the temporal things. The pain is temporal. The challenge is temporal. You will overcome. And when you overcome, you have the victory forever. Amen. You hear what I'm saying, church? When you overcome, the victory is yours forever. You see, every time I look back, I can tell you over the 39 years of my life, it's not been a, a, a nice, smooth sailing. I failed. Had to close down a company because it was failing. But you see, you rise up again. I think about the money I made with the company and I rejoice. I smile and I say, God, I will do it again. I've been, I've been told you can't make it here, young men. And then I made it. Amen. The pain I went through trying to make it is temporal compared to the joy. I, now I write on my CV, I made it. When they ask me, what is your best experience? I tell them about the experience where I made it. I don't tell them about all the pain and the hardship and the struggle I went through. How they said, small boy, young man, get out. I don't tell them all the, I just tell them I made it. The pain is temporal, but the glory is eternal. Went through a mission school where sometimes you didn't want to eat the food. You'd write home and say, can you please change me this school? I know you people are enjoying meat, chicken, and rice there. Here I'm eating green vegetables that have snails in them, not cooked properly. I come from Zimbabwe. We don't eat snails normally. It's only now that I've get to learn that it is a luxury. But then those days, 
Seeing a snail in my plate was a pain. It, it, it made me struggle. As a young boy, I wrote one day to my parents, saying, you need to change me from this school. <laughs> Could have gone to a good private school. You've put me in a mission school where the beds squeak and the mattresses are so thin you can feel the springs poking you from underneath. And the toilets are not cleaned properly. I could be living in a nice place where I have my own room and a good bed. My parents could afford it, but they chose to send me to a school which made me. Now you see me made up. Holy Ghost speaking. Filled with the power of God. I can choose to put my hand on the window and drive the car. Made up. That's what you see. The glory. I know some of you say, we want, when I grow up, I want to be like pastor. It's, it's okay, but I've been through some tough times. And those tough times are but temporal. The glory is eternal. And so Paul challenges and says, and says, we are not giving up on you. How could we? God is giving us grace. Go to verse 17. Go to, go to verse 17. And, and, and he says quickly, these hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. You see, they are good times. They are good times. Tell your neighbor, they are good times. They are good times. They are, there is a celebration here on earth and in heaven. Don't wait to celebrate in, in heaven. Start celebrating now. You need to enjoy life now, today. These are good things. Good times are coming. Tell your neighbor, my good times are coming. My good times are coming. My good times are coming. My, my good times are coming. See, your good times are coming. So he says, he says, you know, there's a celebration that is prepared for us. There is far more here than meets the eye. And my last point is this. The things we see now here today will be gone tomorrow. But the things we cannot see now will last forever. He says, while we look not, we do not look at the things. I go back to the King James Version. While we look not at the things which are seen. Our focus is not on what I see today. My focus is on what I do not see. That's why I need faith like potatoes. You see, Angus saw a harvest where everybody else saw failure. It was what he could, what was not seen that he spoke and that he believed. Paul is saying we need to believe and speak. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The things we do not yet see. If you see it already now, then there's no need to have faith for it. There's no need to have hope. But it is about the dreams. It is about the big things. It is about your health. Being able to walk up straight, live without painkiller. Being able to wake up in the morning without, without people having to shake you. You know, some people you have to shake them. They have to tell the neighbor, please come and knock my door, check on me every day. It's, it's, it's being able to go to sleep without sleeping tablets. 
being able to, to go out without fear, without shame. The things that we hope for, the hope for a better life, the hope for things that are moving, the hope for things that are in place, the hope for me having my own family, having my own business, having my own job, preaching out the gospel, showing people that God is good, living out the ministry and the calling that God has placed upon my life. That hope is eternal. I look not on the things that are today. I look at the things that I have. Therefore, I have to believe and for those things I have to speak. I have to believe. And I have to speak because the things that I'm looking for, the things that are seen, these things which we see today, they are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Therefore, I'm looking out for the eternal things. I'm looking out for the things that give glory. I'm looking out for the things that give praise. I'm looking out for the things that give honor and majesty and glory. I'm looking out for the things that will lift up the name of Jesus. Therefore, I believe. And I speak. I believe and I speak. I believe and I speak. Rise up with me right now. I just need somebody who believes and is going to speak. I, you, you, you have your own issues. You have your own request before the Lord. There's something, I know each and every one of us have one thing or the other that we are dreaming for, that we are yearning for. I want you to begin to believe in the word of God. We believe that by the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, so also shall we be raised alive. My dream shall not, shall not perish, but shall be raised alive. And I just want you to begin to speak it. I want you to begin Begin to speak it. Faith like potatoes, like Angus, who spoke of a harvest before the harvest came, who spoke about how God would make sure that he would harvest even before he planted, when everybody else was telling him the season is not right, the air is not blowing the right way, the rain is not coming from where it's supposed to come. But he says, I believe that I must plant my seed, I must put my seed down, and after after the year is gone, I will harvest it. The harvest time. It is seed time. I will harvest at harvest time. He believed it. He spoke it. And so he did. And it happened. I need you to speak something today in the name of Jesus. That which you believe. Maybe you are believing for your family. Maybe you are believing to become a minister, a preacher of the word of God. Maybe you are believing. You are believing to become a doctor, to become a PhD or to, to become promoted or whatever it is. You are believing for a job, believing for a marriage, believing for a house, believing for a new project whatever it is that you are believing for believing for health and believing for peace and joy in your home in your in your family in your partner whoever it is that you're believing for for children that need to come back home children that need to live right children that need to do well in school whatever you are believing for right now I want you to begin to speak it begin to declare it in the name of Jesus church pray to God pray to God it says I believe therefore I spoke you cannot be quiet you cannot be quiet you're believing for your health you're believing for your health Maka 
I believe, therefore, I have spoken. I believe, therefore, I have spoken. Manda katole bashanda inderebo shekala baba babo sadaraba handaraba sekete rika baba babo shakala raba baba baba raba kanenderebo shanganda raba haya. I believe, therefore, I have spoken. Inderebo shakata raba sandaraba taya. Oh yes, God is in this place. He's nando reba kataya. Believe God for your breakthrough. Believe God for your breakthrough. Believe God for your breakthrough right now. Believe God for your breakthrough. I prophesy the power of God over your life. I prophesy the glory of God to show in your life. Makando Oh you are not ordinary. You are not ordinary. You are not ordinary. In the case, speak the glory of God to show in your life. You are not an ordinary person. You are not an ordinary. You are called for great things. You are called for great things. You are here for such a time as this. For great things. You are here for such a time as this. For great things. For great things. For great things. God can use you. God will use you. If you can speak it. If you can speak it, believe it and speak it. In the rebo shaka yarabasanda, mandoro bo shekanda rabataya, rabababababa. Oh, la reketa yabababa sanda rabashaka. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Menda rabakaya, rabamonande rebeka. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. I want you to pray and say, Father, give me faith like potatoes. You see, faith like potatoes is about faith that is living. Give me faith as a seed. You see, Jesus talks about the faith of a mustard seed. Give me faith as a seed. The mustard seed and the potato are the same. There is a life in the inside of them that when you put it down, it germinates and forms a big tree. Father, give me faith like a mustard seed. Faith like potatoes in the name of Jesus. Oh God, by the word that I've had, give me faith, Lord. Give me faith, Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You have heard something. I want you now to pray and say, Father, let it raise the faith in my life like the faith of a potato, like the faith of a mustard seed in the name of Jesus. Father, give me faith that is living. Give me faith that is living to face the things outside, to face the challenges outside. In the name of the Lord Jesus, O God, Manderebeko Sadarabakaya, Murababo Shakalarabakatarabasha, Ribababo Shakandarabakaya Rabashinderebota, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, Manderebo Sabababo Shakanderebota, Yendarabashikalabababuranabasaya, God, I pray, my God, give me faith, O Lord Jehovah, to rise up, Almighty God, and walk in your glory and power. In the name of Jesus, raise your hand, somebody who just says, I, I'm, I'm, I want to rise. I want God to be glorified in my life as I walk in faith. Father, for every hand that's raised, I pray, God, that you will meet them, O oh God. Mm. Mandia Turabashandia Taka, Mumanda Kauseta Rabashaka. Pray God that you will empower them right now to walk, O oh God, 
and do and accomplish great things. Everything great about their lives, I pray that God, it will show forth your glory. Father, the temporal things that God they may be experiencing, I pray that God, you will cause them to overcome and rise up to be their very best. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that our present sufferings are temporal. Father, but they are there to show forth and to bring forth their eternal glory. I pray, God, that, Father, your children will achieve great things. Your children will achieve great things. Your children will achieve great things. Your children will achieve mighty things. Even beyond their own imaginations. Even beyond their things that they've thought up to now. I pray new thoughts, great thoughts to take them higher in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.